shenanigans with your girl, me, Jess V, a podcast where I, Jess, can hang out with all of my friends, where we chat all things adulting, dating, health and wellness, and everything in between. So grab your favorite drink and drink and come kick it with me and all of my friends, okay? <laughs> I'm a mess. <sighs> Hello, hello, and welcome to Tom Foolery and Shenanigans. It is me, Jess V. I'm your girl. I'm your host of this crazy, crazy, crazy time we get to have here for a cute couple of minutes here in the Chicago's, where I am posted and waited in the fine studios that we like to call tightrope. It's great. Um, but I today, what is it? What time is it? Lord have mercy, it's like 7.45 in the evenings, and I feel like I put in a full day, hard day's work. But, you know, we, 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 we keep room for the people that we love and we cherish, so I am very excited about who we have on today. It's going to be great. I got some hot show cocoa for the listeners out there and for those who are watching the Patreons once I decide to get that up. So whenever you're listening to this, this may or may not be up, but, you know, whatever. Marketing. Uh, so... <laughs> Paul, use cheers on my hot cocoa. It's listen. Sometimes hot cocoa will just be like hitting the spot. And if anyone's curious, um, not sponsored by the way, uh, Nestles, and it has the mini marshmallows. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I gotta add the bigger marshmallows because the little marshmallows <laughs> just be like melting. I'd be like, come on, little marshmallows. But it's okay. oh, but today, today, this evening. Um, Oh, for forever is listening. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever you are watching this. I hope you feel loved. Um, if anything else, know that Jess V loves you. And so we're here and we're present. But today, <laughs> sips hot cho cocoa. On today's shizzle, <clears throat> I gotta clear my throat for who we got in the, the Zoom rooms <laughs> today. <laughs> we have, listen. I don't know if y'all know who this is, but y'all bouts to know who it is. She is the wonderful, the most amazing, beautiful writer, amazing poet, straight out of Compton. Not really. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> straight on the south side of Chicago, though, so you know. <laughs> Author, writer, educator, youth advocate, I don't know. She does so much stuff and she just has the most amazing, beautiful spirit of kindness and love. And if you don't know who this is, y'all, let me introduce you to Heather Bird. How? Robertson! The crowd goes well. Yo, I just need to put you in my back pocket and just take you everywhere I go so that that intro is what people hear first before I come out onto the stage. <laughs> I'm just, I say this all the time, I'm just here to hype people up. <laughs> I'm just here to be like... We all need a hype man in our life, what you mean? Oh my God, listen, if it was like the late 80s, early Walking 90s, around the boom box. you got a boombox in your hype man... Let me make bank. Let me just somebody like, somebody signing you for something. Yes, <laughs> somebody will be signing me for something. And if it's just me, you'd be like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm just doing that. Then you're paying me money. We're here. But hello, Heather. 
Thanks for having me. Yo, I'm so excited for you and what you are building. Oh my God. Out here in this world. And I appreciate you inviting me into your world (laughs) as you are like creating this new thing. Oh, yeah. It's. It's a thing. Thank you for part of this tomfool, uh, figuratively and literally. <laughs> like, thank you for you know being here in the world and in the space and like making. I'm adjusting the mic, and I don't know if Max is going to want me to do that. But what? Can you? Are we good? <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> Everyone that's are like, don't touch. That I, it's like who the hell is Max? He is in my ear holes right now, and uh, he it helps me produce and sound engineer these things over here at the tightrope recording. And he brought me water so that I can have my hot cocoa. So <laughs> we're all good. But thank you, yes. Well, you doing dope shit too. So tell the peoples what you do, other than my my crazy intro. <laughs> Y'all crazy. I told you, everybody needs that hype person. Come out and then do your thing. And then, you know, I come out and they're like, oh, um, hi. <laughs> hey, y'all, all the folks who are listening. Um, it's your girl, Heather Bird. And I am a very active individual, right? Um, so I am a creative catalyst. I am a poet. I'm an educator, I'm an author of Mahogany, a love letter to Black. <laughs> Just a little shameless plug in the back. That, like, that, when I got the draft for the cover of my book, when I tell you the amount of happy tears that Mm -hmm. I received, it's just so gorgeous. Shout out to to Leah. Uh, Leah? doing the thing. Yes, yes. You wait. Y'all, if y'all didn't hear what she says, Mahogany, a love letter to Black. And when I tell you... The cover of this is like gorge magorge. It's it's so beautiful. It's it so is beautiful. beautiful. Yes. I remember when I had a I don't I don't have a physical copy. I know I'm an awful friend. Uh but I have looked at this book and I have read bits and pieces of it. But well, I will that's pre- okay. You know, you can still get that uh book on Amazon. I can still get it on Amazon. It was like, ooh, Jessica, how you not go buy your friend's book? It's available. That's for all the the listeners out there, too, if you want to go ahead and uh... (laughs) I'm doing the showcase hands for people who can't see me right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go get it at Jeff Bezos closet. That's what I've been calling Amazon these days. That's funny. Jeff Bezos closet. You want to go in his closet? (laughs) Go on and get this here. uh, (laughs) Mahaki, Well, tell tell the people for those who are just like interested about like what that book is about. What's about? Yeah, so it is a, a chapbook of fourteen poems, and it is really um, an exploration of my relationship with um, the United States specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about uh, just blackness and our relationship to each other um, and to this country, mm-hmm. there are a lot of ups and downs that come with that. So. Um, there are featured poems in there like uh, Ode to Mama, which is uh, a piece that a lot of folks really enjoy. Um, the first time I performed it, my mom turned into a red tomato because she was crying. Because in my mind, I thought it was going to be cute and I was going to surprise her. And uh, it turned into like one of these help- heartfelt moments. Um, but anybody who has a parental figure in your life, trust me, you'll be able to get down with this piece. Um, uh, a crowd favorite is definitely 10 Things I Want to Say to Black Men. 
usually I say that from yes, yes. See, you can't see Jess's face right now. Um, but usually when I say that title from the stage, there are at least three men who look at each other and we're like, nah, nah, we out, we out. We not, we not listening to another one. Um, but trust me, you will be surprised um, at that piece. It's one of my favorite pieces. Um, there's another one in there entitled when asked about being a black woman. Mm. And though it was written mm, six, seven years ago, um, very applicable within the past year shenanigans um, and how, you know, black women's bodies are not, I not, mean, uh, uh, not visible. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, so yeah, there, there are a lot of different oh, pieces. Oh, oh, Ken, no. um, there, there are a lot of really great pieces that are within there um, wow. that I'm, I'm really proud of and um, still perform to this day, actually. So, I mean, it hasn't been that, that far. I feel like last year was the longest year ever, but the shortest year ever. Like mm. last year existed, but didn't exist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I can feel that one. Yes, 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 yes. So y'all, please, if you get the chance, um, go get my girl's butt. Go pay your little cute coin and get your mahogany, a love letter to black. Beautiful <laughs> things in there. And I absolutely love it. And it's and it's fantastic. But I, you know I brought you on because you just like me and we do a thousand things. And yes. <laughs> like we're like we have tentacles just everywhere. Tentacles. Do we? Just coming out of places we don't even know exist. Like, or <laughs> I didn't even know you had that tentacle. But how, um, like, just so y'all have a, like a, a understanding, is that Heather has a full time job, yeah. um, and then she also has her creative catalyst programming, um, all in the foundation of like poetry and writing, um, mm -hmm. on the side, on the side. Cowbird's world called what's it called again tell the people birds world yes so definitely it's a space to inspire and empower lives through creativity so Ooh, say that again say that again <laughs> birds world exists to inspire and empower lives through creativity yes so if you want to get your life empowered and inspired <laughs> i'm gonna need you to go on over to heather roberts yes so how because <laughs> I know for me, a lot of questions, people are just like, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? How do you find the time? Like, how do you respond to questions like that? Or even that just like sort of energy? Yeah, for sure. I still ask myself that question. My mom asked me that question. She actually heard someone ask me that question last week. She heard it in the background and started giggling. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I appreciate you in the background laughing at me. Um, I mean, there it's a lot of organizing. Mm. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice, mm. I will say. Uh, there are some friends that have not seen me in a little bit. Uh, granted, there's a pandemic going on right now, but I'm also in here like cranking this out. Like I have a plan um, to be in this full time mm. um, in the coming years. So like, what does that take to actually do that? And, and putting forth that effort. It's about being around people who are also doing the same thing because there's nothing like being around what I call parallelpreneurs. I heard this phrase from Lisa Nichols. That's the word. I was trying to remember the word on another episode and I was like, I said parents something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
parallelpreneur. So like parallel two things that are going on at the same time, yes. going in the same direction. So you have your nine to five, and then you are also building your dream, your business mm-hmm. at the same time. So you are a parallelpreneur. So you are working nine to five, maybe you have a break for an hour, and then you're picking it right back up from six until you go to sleep. Mm, yes, I I was literally yeah I was up till about midnight making a graphic <laughs> and like getting stuff together for this and a bunch of other stuff and I was like is this my life is this my life <laughs> yeah and and that's the thing so like I have it bad because I will get so excited because of what I'm dreaming up and it's it's so bad that you can't see this but I have an entire wall in my apartment that is a whiteboard. Mm. And anytime I get an idea, I pick up my dry eraser marker and I go to my whiteboard and I work it out. Like I, I love mind mapping, brainstorming and finding the connective tissue and all of the things that my brain is doing in order to make something a reality. Um, so I'll get so excited that at the beginning of, of uh, lockdown, I wasn't going to bed until like four or five o'clock in the morning because I was just like on this high of creating yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. And so I had to learn how to, <laughs> I had to learn how to peel back from that and, and, and learn how to take care of myself. Mm. That was, that was super important. So what does it look like for my morning routine where I wake up and I do my morning pages and I work out three times a week, um, and what you've been getting it on the workouts. I see you. I'm trying. Um, you getting it. <laughs> uh, you know, am I drinking my water? I had to set an alarm for my meals. Because I would be just so into it that I would forget to eat until my head would start hurting. I'm like, why do I have this headache? And I was like, oh, when's the last time you ate? So like, it's just being intentional about setting routines for myself. And if it means I have to set an alarm, I set an alarm. If it Mm -hmm. means that I need a full day um, to where I'm not doing anything, which are Sundays for me, that means I need to take that full day and just not just not work and it's so hard for me because i need to do things all the time like i'm in, i'm just my hands need to be doing things so even on my off days, sometimes i'm still doing something but it has nothing to do with my nine to five and it has nothing to do with bird's world mm. i might do my hair so like that's a six hour job right there so well, yeah know. if y'all don't know uh heather has locks so. yes and uh, they 10, ten years in the game 10 years in the game with these locks so <laughs> the maintenance <laughs> on these are it's real. So <laughs> like, what can I do with my hands, even though I'm not working on my business yeah. as thing? Um, yeah, it's been a learning process for sure. That's, I just had a crazy thought at this very moment. Oh, uh, okay. What you got? It, it, well, <laughs> this is, this is how insane that my brain is processing right now. First of all, we're going to get into this whole morning routine holding yourself accountable to make sure that, you know, you're we're doing the things that we need to do. But also I forgot that I changed the sound on zoom <laughs> for a voice lesson. So now I'm just like, is everything okay? Max. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had to take a brief pause there. People. <laughs> huh? That's but I don't even know what that means. You changed your Zoom. Yes. Thing. So I took a voice. We're keeping all of this in the podcast, by the way. <laughs> this is, we're editing, this is, we're editing nothing out. <laughs> all natural. <laughs> exactly. 
because y'all gonna watch, listen and watch us literally have a brain fart in the middle of a conversation <laughs> because she forgot that she could have potentially messed up the sound because she forgot to do some shit. I had a voice lesson about a week ago and it was a virtual voice lesson. And my friend Missy, who's a voice teacher, uh, was like, hey, do all these things within, which I didn't even know you can do. So in I was Zoom? like, yes, in Zoom. You can like change the sound quality. I had no idea. So I kind of got scared a bit because we were, we're, we're good. We're going into this thing. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I just <laughs> forgot that happened. Ooh, oh, wait. Look, I'm gonna have to hit up your um your voice coach uh at some point because oh I, Missy's great. I I can hold a tune, but I'm really when it when it comes to singing in front of people, I'm getting better at my confidence with it, and that's something that I want to pursue later pursue. on. Well, I mean, if you can do your poetry in front of people, just think about shifting your your mindset to like same audience different skill set it yeah but that skill set i'm so i'm really particular so i grew up playing instruments mm -hmm. and when something is not in tune my entire face you know scrunches up and also the way you hear yourself is different from the way people also hear you yeah so like i'll record myself singing and then listen back and i'm like oh you getting it nope not that part though you went too far you took that to a place that is out of your octave had to come back what are you doing <laughs> so any, anytime a little thing is just out of tune i i can hear it um oh well, i mean that means you have a good ear that means I, you have a pretty decent ear i do i just don't know if it works for myself though like because you hear oh. what you know like what you hear like your voice sounds different to yourself than what it sounds to other people yes for a lot for a lot of folks i don't know i think i sound the same um, yeah. but my mom will hear herself. She's like, Ooh, I sound like that. I'm like, you don't listen to yourself on a daily basis. I know you talk to yourself. Like what? Mm -hmm. I hate listening to, to listening to myself. Cause I know you do like a little podcast streaming situation too. Mm -hmm. When you hear those back, do I, do you like what you sound like? Like, do you, I'm that, I'm that probably 1% of people who enjoys listening to my voice, <laughs> not in like a vain way, but like, I, I enjoy my voice. Maybe it's because my voice also sounds like my mother's. So maybe that's the comfort in it. I don't know, but I, I don't mind. Like I'll record myself and listen to it back just to hear what I'm talking about and try to find like when I'm doing speeches or stuff like that. Um, or I'll like sing in the car and listen back to it and I'll be in heaven. Like <laughs> Somebody get uh, Heather a recording of herself. <laughs> Play is just Heather, just bop it. You should see my phone. Like the 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 voice record app is just like she just rolls. All right, we need to get those mics into a, an album and just like, you know. Right? <laughs> I sing in a couple of my shows, um, and I've I've actually gotten used to like snippets of me singing, to where I don't mind doing it. Well, I will connect you to the to my homie Missy. Uh, she is a voice teacher. She will, she will work. She'll work beginner to whatever. And she's super nice and she does them virtually. Nice. So we you know, cause we in the whole pandemic things happening. So yeah. she does them virtually, but yeah, well, now that we took a whole ass detour, <laughs> <laughs> we go, <laughs> we just, we 
because I had a brain fart. Like, ah, oh, crap. I just messed this whole thing up. We did it. We're good. Everyone, we're good. No one's even in here, but we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Choco Coco. We're good. Um, oh, my gosh. So let's, re let's re rewind back. Fast, fast forward. Clearly, I wasn't born in the 80s. What, what are we doing? <laughs> you all should see how they're saying <laughs> Cause you said you weren't born in the eighties, and I'm like, "Word, I was born in the eighties. Okay, I'm like, uh -huh. wait a minute. <laughs> I clearly, I clearly am very familiar with VHS and a VCR, <laughs> but I cannot. Fast forward goes backwards, right? No, fast forward. You fast forward, rewind. Yeah, let me tell. Forward, you. <laughs> forward. You know, there's a whole. So one of my favorite movies growing up actually was the movie Fast Forward when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Oh my god! I'm now playing the the theme song in my head. <laughs> Forward, a fast. We go rewind back. Oh lord, y'all! This episode is gonna be something else. Much. <laughs> I literally drove around for like four minutes trying to find the studio, and I literally live like I'm not gonna say where I live. It's close. I could have walked here, and here I am driving because I just totally forgot. <laughs> Remember, if it's fast forward and it's fucking in the name, forward. Okay, we're gonna rewind. It's a long day. It's a long day. You worked a whole day. Parallelpreneur, our brains Parallel begin to deteriorate I, yes. as the day trickles on and we get closer to midnight. Oh and our brain God. is telling us to take our asses to bed. That's what's exactly. happening. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm already thinking about the emails I gotta respond to when I get home tonight. No. Like, so no whole ass thing you get no. you get me <laughs> i do i really do I really all right do. We go, let's go rewrite okay <laughs> self-awareness <laughs> sorry i couldn't help it morning routine yes yes <laughs> tell me about that how did you finally shift when you realized like oh i can't be going to bed at five o'clock in the morning oh see the problem is my body will let me know <laughs> I will do that for about a good two months. And then my body's like, I don't know what you think you're doing, but it'll like slap me across the face and let me know I need to take a break. Mm. And I will say that I'm hard-headed. So I'll take that break and then do it all over again. Um, and if, it's, if it wasn't for outside forces letting me know, then I need to slow my little butt down. Um, yeah, I think it was just me hitting my head on the pavement too many times. Mm. And and I had to, to learn the hard way. Because again, it wasn't because I was in this state of, um, I don't not regret, but I was enjoying what I was doing. So that made the decision harder for me mm. because I was doing what I love to do. I was going through my nine to five and excited to get to the end of my day and like was working vigorously throughout my day so that I could get to Bird's World. Mm. And that just excited me. Mm. And it was just, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was after me hitting my head in the pavement too many times that I had to realize that I needed to put something in place. And um, I started morning pages and stopped them and then started them again. And I'm like, what okay. morning pages to you? It's just like a form morning. Of yeah. So are you familiar with the artist way? The artist way? Yes, I am. Yes, I am very familiar yes. with that book. Have yes. I gone through that process? I have not. Have I had friends? Yes, clearly you and other people. What is the morning way? Tell me. 
So The Artist's Way is a book by Julia Cameron, and it is like an artist recovery 12-week program. And within that program, the two main components of um, the program are the artists, uh, the morning pages and the artist dates. And the morning pages are three pages of stream of consciousness right as you get up in the morning you like put everything down on paper and it doesn't have to be anything that is like miraculous that you're going to publish later. It's actually supposed to be messy. It's actually supposed to be your brain dumping some, any of your worries, um, any of your task lists, things that, are, that, that you're harping on that happened yesterday. You're like, Oh, I forgot to take the garbage out. And now my kitchen smells or, Oh, um, the raccoons are playing in the alley again, you know, like things that are just in your head that don't allow you to be productive. Mm-hmm. That's what you get down on the page. And it's not meant to you for you to be perfect. Um, and the purpose of that is, is to get all of that crap out of your head so that you're able to be more creative throughout your day. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I do once a week then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every Monday I journal and I just journal whatever I need to journal for however long. Mm-hmm. And then I do my tarot for the week. Um, so what yeah. Do you use? So my cousin got me a deck called uh, Ghetto Tarot and they are gorgeous cards. Like absolutely, they're just a bunch of black folks from the Caribbean that were photographed. <laughs> and they are the the cards they are the deck and i absolutely love them like i do i I mean i was like looking at them they feel really they're kind of a bigger bigger deck and um my cousin gave them to me and i was like (laughs) this is the best thing so once a week i pull for the week and then i journal um and i just sit and look out the window have my time with god and the ancestors in the universe um, and I do my thing and that's just like a weekly Monday thing. I, I was being trying to be really ambitious in the beginning of the year. I was like, we're doing this every day, that's which, it. you know, that I do. So I do my morning pages every day. So what makes the morning pages, morning pages is yeah. that you do it every day. Um, mm. so I do my morning pages every day. I pull my tarot card every day and I pull an Oracle card once a week. That's specific for my business. I love that. Yeah. And I use the Light Sears Tarot deck by Chris Ann. I absolutely love that deck. I've been trying to dive into the three other decks that I have. <laughs> and I don't know, there's something, it's something about the Light Sears Tarot that I'm just extremely attracted to. And it's a really great, when I started it, beginner's deck mm. um, because it's really expressive. Um, it's one of the more diverse decks that I have seen. Um, so I was like, I need to see my people somewhere. I need to see some mm-hmm. something. Um, and then I also use Chris Ann's Sacred Creators Oracle deck. And the question that I, I'm looking up at my board right now. So the question that I asked myself at the beginning of the week is, how can I show up for myself this week? And this is mm. in terms of my business. And then usually I do a seven card draw with my tarot cards. Um, but for the Oracle cards, it's Nine times out of 10, a, a card jumps out at me to let me know which one I need to focus on for the week. Listen, I love that. It's changed the game and how I like think about things. You might you might be the one who says, Jessica, let's try this on a daily daily basis again. I don't know if I can pull every day. I can definitely pull for the week. Um, Cause I'm yeah. caught up in like 
the day, meaning about that card and, and it'll lose the whole uh, spiritualness for me for it. Um, mm. But I do love, when I was writing every day, it was great. But when if, if I ever fell into like a, a, a stressful mental health space, it just made it harder for me to write. Cause I don't, mm. when I'm like in a depressive state or an anxious state, I need to like sleep. Like I need to sleep. Like yeah, I can't, like I, even the things I have in place for coping, I can't. Yeah. So I just sleep. So Are you like, a vivid dreamer? Yes. So when I get into states of depression, what I do as I, and I, I'm still trying to assess whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's what I do now that allows me to continue. So whatever. Um, but I find myself wanting to escape into my dreams more than being in the world, <laughs> like the real world. I want it, I'll want to escape into my dream world. Oh, wow. That's Cause I'm, I dream every, every time I fall asleep and they're, they're intense. That's so you have, um, how can I describe this? So you have dreams where it's like a, a, a place to escape. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's not like a fantasy. Well, <laughs> it depends on the night. Like, let me, <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like a fantasy. We fantasy all have like, some dreams that depend on the evening. <laughs> look, you know, like, it's just, it's one of those things where I, the real world meshes into this world that, for all intents purposes like we see isn't possible they 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 come together and the weird thing about my dream that actually really pisses me off is that i have control over my dreams in terms of what i do and it makes me so mad because i want to lose control somewhere oh my god and i can't lose control of my dreams like i will i will be logical in my dreams and it pisses me off <laughs> so, do, so i'm wondering if you ever get into what is for i call it is it what's the, the deep deep sleep is it id is it the rem REM, do you ever get to REM then if you have control of what's happening? I get to REM. I track, so I have a, uh, what's this? What is this? A Fitbit. <laughs> um, and it tracks my, because people always think it's an Apple Watch. And then I started to believe it was an Apple Watch after oh, a while. I don't I, care. I, just, I thought it was an Apple Watch. Yeah. No, I bought it so that I could track my swimming because uh, it's it's water waterproof. Yes. Um, so I can I'll swim with it, which is why I got it. Watch, it's a Fitbit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Fitbit. It's a Fitbit. Um, and it tracks my sleep, and I and I get REM, like I'm I'm in that state. Wow. So are you not supposed to dream when you're in REM? Well, the thing, my dreams are like, I I if I tapped in more in my third eye and all that business, I could probably see some some things. Because my dreams are always um, spiritual and mm -hmm. they always, they always either have someone that I've passed, that has passed in my life is always in them. Um, mine are always, uh, I mean, I've had a dream where I can feel the wind, like I can feel the elements in mm -hmm. my dreams, like I can feel them. And so mm -hmm. those ones, I always have to like Google what, it, what the meaning of them. And it's always something to deal with. Um, moving forward or then sometimes in my dreams it's been that someone's been trying to you know say hey what's up what's good yeah uh, those are always my dreams I always have dreams that always do you dream back. every night I dream at least I dream a couple of times a week if okay. I don't dream 
I I dream when I'm stressed is when I dream. Oh, no, it's literally, I could take a nap and dream. Wow. So if I took time to actually look up every single dream that I'd have, (laughs) I'd never do anything else. Um, There was one, I had to deal with my grandmother. Um, Ooh, this had to be 10 years ago and shook me to my core to the point where (laughs) I went to the bookstore and bought a uh, dream book to figure out, trying to figure out what it meant because it it messed me up. but no, I, I, like I dream every, every time I fall asleep, there's a dream waiting for me, um, which I kind of look forward to at night. I'm like, Ooh, I get to, I get to dream tonight. Like, That's awesome. I, man, I don't have that luxury. My dreams are like, your dreams are purpose. My dreams are purposeful. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, that's a good thing though. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. Sometimes <laughs> I get mad. anytime I have like a random dream, I, those are the ones I forget more. Oh, and I'm okay. just like, Oh, there was, there was a whole plot and a story in my brain that I just like don't know what's happening yeah. i remember i had a dream once that uh i fell asleep um of course because i was going to dream but <laughs> daydream <laughs> I, that is very true but i fell asleep and all i could re- all i could feel was like upwards of wind and i was like climbing on top of the earth on this like red ribbon and mm. i was climbing up and i kept climbing up and it cut and it was just like wind and i was just like reaching and climbing and there was a light and I was just reaching and climbing. And then I woke up because what woke me up was like a really gust of, like I felt it across my yeah. face. And then a day later, my good friend called me. She's a very in doubt, well, well in doubt. Well, she's a Christian, like uh, Pentecostal, speaks in tongues, like a uh, prophet, like that sort of energy. She calls mm-hmm. me and she's like, hey, Jess, I'm just, I have, to, I have to tell you about what I wrote about. Mm. And I have to tell you what I wrote about. And I said, girl, what you write about? She was like, I just, I just had this thing I needed to tell you. And it had red in it. So <laughs> she calls me and tells me that she had a vision of me and this red rope. And I just kept grabbing at this thing and grabbing at this thing. She said, I'm just calling to let you know everything's going to be okay. And mm. um, you're going to reach whatever success or things that you may need, you know, during my time. Ooh. Literally, I was like, Brittany, I have to tell you the dream that I just yesterday yo that's crazy it was crazy it's it's funny you mentioned that too because uh the past couple of months what i have (laughs) okay two stories one the past couple of months i like will dream about specific people and i've made it a point to reach out to those people when they pop up in my dream i'm like i think you're trying to tell me something i think you're trying to have me check in on them Mm -hmm. so i've been doing that at the beginning when i did it (laughs) There's one text message I sent that said, hey, you popped up in my dreams. How are you doing? But it was a lot. It sounded, it could could have come off a lot creepier than that. And, and he never responded to me. Like, I had a dream about you. You good? How you doing? And I ain't hear nothing back. And I was like, oh, maybe I should rephrase the way I'm saying it. It was like really, really weird. I will say a dream that I've held on to. Um, I can't remember when I had it. It was it was when the, within the past six months. Um, I was having like a really difficult time trying to find my my way, I guess, mm-hmm. in in the direction that I needed to go in for Bird's World. Um, and I remember just having this question and not being able to find the answer. Mm. And I was sitting in a familiar place uh, uh, where we used to do these summer camps. And one of my former students who had passed away 
actually like came up to me and like whispered in my ear, you're going in the right direction. And I like woke up and, 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 and they're very spiritual um, themselves. And like every now and then they'll pop up in mm-hmm. my dreams and I'm like, you're watching over me. Thank you, Des. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. And like that whisper in my ear, when I tell you I woke up and was bawling, I like, I couldn't function for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, yep you're there and I know you're watching over me and I thank Mm -hmm. you for sending me that message Mm -hmm. um and with that he handed me a letter Mm -hmm. um and I read the letter and in the letter it was talking about how he was so proud of me and the things that I had done for him and all all the other shit like it was just like a reaffirming thing that I woke up to and I was like so I also have those too it's like some of them involve dinosaurs chasing me down my block and me hiding from velociraptors um, <laughs> and others are like the one where Des visits me in my sleep. So, yeah. That's, wow, you know what? You know, sometimes I wonder, like, you know, I go into every episode, like, okay, here are the things that I want to talk about. This, that, and that. Mm-hmm. But then I get into these kind of conversations and then I'm often like, there was a, we're supposed to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, there's a reason that like understanding um, how we operate even through in our sleep, right? I think that is, that is, that is great. I've been having a lot of affirming moments this week. So mm. I'm going to appreciate this I'm conversation glad. about uh, dreams and our stories um, connected to it. Also, Black people dream, okay? We, we dream. <laughs> Look, and I think I'm trying to get folks to understand that we dream and that it's okay to dream. Um, and what that means in the power of dreaming. That's it, yes. Because if you don't dream, you don't know what's possible. Mm. And if you don't know what's possible, how can you think of a better world? Mm. Like everything started with a dream. Mm. Somebody said, oh, we could fly. And they made a contraption that allowed us to fly. You know what I'm saying? Like someone said, oh, we're being mistreated as people. I see a better world. Let me fight for this. And it, started with, it started with a vision. It started with a yes, dream. A vision. I think it's, um, I wrote, I used to write, I think it's Habakkuk. Habak- I can never say this book in the Bible. Habakkuk? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Don't look at me. Kill me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't look at me because I can't help you. That starts with an H and it's Habakkuk. There we go. It's like two, two. And it's, uh, it's about visions. And if you write the visions um, uh, that you want to see in like your, your spirit, or in this case, God is, is there to help, help them come to fruition. It's pretty much mm-hmm. what the scripture says. And, um, and so for, the, for some reason this year, that scripture has just been like ringing. And I'm like, okay, okay. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep keep going with this journaling, keep going with the writing of the manifestations and the intentions and just writing when I get a chance. Every day. Everything, every every chance I get. Like I, you know, I am scared, scared. This is why I, I love you and my other friends who are writers and poets <clears throat> because when I was 15, I was going to write, I was going to be a poet. That's what I was going to be. 15 years old, I was going to be a poet, a professional speaker, and I was going to be an actor. Those were, those, that was my life. 
when I was going to move to New York, <laughs> Broadway, and like write some poetry. And um, so I used to have these, I have books, these little books of poems that I would write. And I was like, oh, I was actually pretty good. And I still have them. Somewhere down the line, I got scared. The amount of essays, no. the amount of essays I have on my computer, the amount of poetry that I just write is here. I'll like post them on Instagram and forget about them. I am so scared to like put that out in the world. Like scared. Mm. Let's talk, can we talk about this? Let's talk about this. <laughs> Cause I don't know if you read my mind and knew uh, mm, let's talk about this what about it scared you what i mean I, i'm a well-ass adult it scared me because so? i know too like it's easier for me in some cases to uh put myself out there as like an actor or you know this sort of this sort of artistic format but to write my words down and then say them is a level of vulnerability and openness to myself that is a scary thing to me. I did a speaking event about joy and fear a couple of weeks ago for Chicago Ignites. And I was getting nervous. Like I wrote the thing, put it yeah. together. But the fact that I was talking about me made it this access. I can talk about DEI and leadership and pedagogy ah. and that all day, every day. Like, I can do that. Let's talk about how we can da, 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 da. But you want me to talk about myself? Oh, now we just. <laughs> That's what it is. I think we just entered into a therapy session. I, <laughs> I was like, it's it's the, yeah, it's the door. And it's it's so, it's so interesting that you said that because you're not alone in, in mm. feeling this fear of writing or feeling as if you said like, I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah, you're a grown ass woman with kid dreams. What's wrong with that? Like, we all we we used to dream more mm. of who we could possibly be, but somewhere along the line, someone told us we could not be those things, or mm. that we had to grow up. And I say that in quotation marks for y'all who can't see my fingers. Someone told us we had to grow up, and grow up meant mm. letting go of our imagination, letting go of our dreams, which. I don't believe in I believe that we can honestly be who we want to be and still dream mm. and then live out those dreams mm -hmm. um and, and we, there's also this I don't know somebody put a rule out in the world that we're supposed to be adults when we're 18 that was a lie you're supposed to be another set of an adult when you're 21 and another kind of adult when you're 25 we ain't figured this shit out yet and we're in our 30s you know what I'm saying like and we're not going to figure it out. No one's ever going to figure out you're constantly learning new things. Um, but there's this idea of like, we're supposed to know what we're supposed to do for the rest of our lives when we turn 18, when we are just trying to figure out how to pick up after ourselves still mm, yeah. um, and show up on time to things. Like that's just an unrealistic expectation. And people also are not the same as they were when yeah. they were 18, yeah. you know? Um, and so that path you might've chosen might not have been the path that you wanted to do when you were 40. Mm. But there is there aren't those mechanisms in place to guide adults to reconnect with their childhood mm. and reconnect with their younger selves and their creativity, which is what I really want to focus on. It's just like, how did you know that? I don't know if you knew that's like 
what my focus is, but like there are a lot of resources for youth. I love youth. Do not get me wrong. Youth has a, a fire within them that I absolutely love and I love my babies. Uh, there, But there are a lack of resources for adults after yeah. you reach a certain age. Yeah. And I want to be able to build spaces for adults to reconnect with themselves and really, really reclaim their creative joy. Like mm -hmm. it's not lost. It's just yeah. buried and we just need to uncover it. And, and yes. we'll be happier beings when we do that. Yes. Reclaim your creative. I'm typing this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. I, yeah, it, it's, it is, I am like very particular about the writing I put out. Every time mm. I'm just like, I'm going to do a blog. I'm like, oh my God, I have a blog. I, last thing I wrote in it was like last year when the world <laughs> blew up because, it, because the world blowing up really had a huge effect on me way more than I ever thought it was going to be. Like mm. it just brought up so much time. <laughs> Like, not you had to sit with yourself in a way that we haven't had to sit with ourselves ever. Ever. And it was like these things growing up that I knew were a bit racist, or I knew were racist, or yeah. feelings that I had in certain situations. I mean, I grew up in Michigan and uh and 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 Lansing's great, love it. But like some of the interactions I would have or why someone did a certain thing or how come I was being lumped in, like all these questions I would have growing up that I knew in my heart of hearts was yeah. like, it's because I'm black. Like I, I, I knew it, but I couldn't put words to it. You didn't and have the language for it. I didn't have the language at the time. And then when I, even when I got to college, I just didn't have the language. I just knew shit was off. And I'm just going to advocate in my moment for this. And someone's going to have to listen to me. Yeah. That, that's just all I knew. Yeah. Uh, but I knew there was some level of like either tokenism or like, uh, or, you know, I, I like to say safe black people. Like I never was <laughs> like a safe black person or a pal pal palatable black person. Um, and I'm also not saying like, those people who have been that want to be that either yeah it's just from a white gaze sometimes they tend to try to go with people who are i guess i guess safe is the word and no one who's not gonna like i think I'll, i think i'll say safe and no one who's not going to talk back or advocate so i knew in parts of my life things were weird so then when 2020 blow up and then all of a bunch of my white friends start coming out the woodworks and like <laughs> I had to drive back to Michigan I was like oh my gosh all things are things I knew are making way more sense than I really need them to be mm. so it was just it was really it was like weird and I also didn't feel like I like had a whole lot of like space to process all of that um so I so, I, so in that like I I'm like not trying to use my words, but also just like, well, I just some folks I just stopped talking to because I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't, this isn't, you're not meeting my, like, it has nothing to do with race, has everything to the fact that I don't think you understand me as a person, let alone as a black woman. So I'm about like, to say that, that's a level of race though. Like that's, that yeah. has, you can't not look at you and be like, oh, yeah. you, I don't, my favorite phrase, I don't see color. I don't see color. I do or, when I look in the I mirror. Yes, or I don't understand why this is 
why I shouldn't say this. Well, I don't have the energy right now. Right. Like, <laughs> like you've no. known me for 15 years. This is not the conversation I need to be having with you anymore. I didn't yeah. even have it with you at this time of our life either. So yes, yeah, so when the world blew up, I was like, yep, all of this. I started looking at some of my old essays that I used to write, mm. my old writings. And I was like, oh, I've been about this for a hot minute. 2020 wasn't new. I knew shit was crazy beforehand. We just didn't have distractions. I didn't have distractions. I didn't have I had a good set of group of friends, you know, I didn't have in the times where I did have to, you know, call shit out. I was very comfortable at the time of doing that. Um, you know, but I even remember in times of me calling things out, like even at a workplace, I was like very mindful of the words that I use because I was in it. Cause I still felt silence. I, I still felt like I couldn't call what it was going on. So how do I tell somebody about themselves? when this when this environment has already silenced me yeah so it was the whole journey it just conf- yeah. it confirmed a lot of things it brought up some things it affirmed me and who i am i was like oh i'm not crazy and i never was crazy no 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 and that's why it's so important to have folks in your circle that you identify with on that level so that you can have these conversations so that you know that you are not alone that you are not crazy like and it's so easy to like discount your own thoughts in a way that are unhealthy to the point where you think you are you are the wrong you are the problem when in all actuality the system is the problem or that person is a problem or the way in which we are living our lives that perpetuate this harm is the problem like that's the problem but like to you for anyone who's ever like moved through this world and has never felt as if they were an issue that heaviness of walking through the world like it's me 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 i was born i was born wrong or i'm thinking wrong or i'm that eats at you in a way that like that is ridiculous and when you realize it you're like it's like a party yeah it's like a a sadness and a party at the same time because you're like oh i'm not crazy let's celebrate but also i've been walking around with this shit my entire life why did nobody why didn't anyone tell me or why didn't you take accountability for the shit that you were doing or why didn't why do these systems exist like it's a lot to yes i man i remember when i was younger um uh (laughs) my is is when like all the things while black were starting and and, and when i was growing up in the 90s was was driving driving while black was like a thing oh yeah yeah it was totally a thing so i remember getting like concerned when my brother would leave the house or my dad Mm. would leave the house or uh like just getting this level of concern because i already knew like I come from a very black family. Like we still, we got the crazy uncle, the great grandma, we got it all. Like we got him. every, every <laughs> black stereotype is in my family. And I love it. Like we black folks, we black and I love it. And so I was like, I would get worried about like my uncle because he is very boisterous and like mm-hmm. fuck the cops sort of type mentality. Um, like I just got nerd. I just got nervous for all the black men in my family. 
And so if my brother ever got pulled over, I'd be like worried. And there was one time I got into this car accident and uh, I had turned, it was, it was this woman's fault. So I pulled over, the cop comes and I remember my dad was getting so upset and I was getting nervous for my dad. Not the yeah. person who was in the uh, in the accident, literally for my dad, and the interaction that was happening. I was yeah. like in high school, yeah. and I'm like trying to calm my dad down because, of course, he mad his daughter, you know, like all that. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. Never forget. I just got back in my car, we took the car to the shop, and I and my dad goes, "Why is my daughter getting the ticket?" I don't even know why I got. I can. I end up getting the ticket. And he was like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I was like, dad, come down. Like I started getting nervous in that moment. Yeah. White man cop, this me, young black girl, dad. I'm like, this, this can go so many directions. And I knew mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then you take that and then you layer that with another thing, with another thing, with another thing, with, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it just, those daily things just like add up. Yes. And then like you said, 2020, boom. <laughs> And then now all your white friends from 1990 want to come and text you and ask you if you're okay. Like, bruh. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> I do. There's just a weight, right? That is with that. Yes. That they will never understand. They like, yes, definitely. I understand that you were concerned, but I was, oh, what was that? I was listening to something on a, a podcast and it was, oh, I think it was Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast um, yeah. with Aiko. And I think I'm saying her name right. And uh, I loved their conversation. I've listened to it twice already. And the statement of it's a privilege for folks to want to talk about race on their time mm. versus us living this every single day, living and breathing it. But when you want to talk about it, when you want to acknowledge that it's here, when you were like, I, if there's a phrase that I hate more than anything, it is now more than ever. If it, like, if someone walks up, I'm so glad we're kind of in a pandemic because the way people were throwing that term around made me want to just reach through the computer and like choke them. Cause it's like, no, not now more than ever. It's, that phrase in itself is a privileged statement because mm-hmm. because you got a hold of the information and now you're like, oh, we have to do something about this now when we've been saying we need to do something about this for centuries. Centuries. Or you know, friend, remember that time when X, Y, Z and da-da-da-da? You know what I'm saying? Or oh, when I told you something, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. No, that it was a big deal. You know, so like yes. there's a privilege in wanting to talk about it. And there's also this, this weight that you're putting on people of color when you're like, I want to talk about this now. And you have to talk, you have to tell me about this thing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not in a space to have this conversation with you. Cause one, I don't know which direction this is going to go. So I don't know how much energy I'm going to have to expend on you and your being to explain this to you because to get you to understand is, is one level. And then also to explain how I'm feeling is another level. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Oh man. That's such a good point. Oh man. Yes. Yes. It's like, years and years of trying to be like hi that one time when x y and z or you didn't listen to me or da, 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 da. i don't need you in my dms and my message like thank you for the sentiment i love you 
Yeah. Thank you for checking in. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I need you to recognize. And. And. Yes, and. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because like the butt negates, if, if you have like horrible intentions, the butt negates the actual good intention of, I honestly care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, you know, you just, there's just, there's going to be a wall that you just don't understand. Yeah. And I need you to respect that wall. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you know I'm I'm like listening to us chat and I'm like man, uh, I know I'm gonna have some of my white friends and like white people who know me and be like oh my that's gonna know it oh and then I might get like a bunch of texts but also I might have some white friends who might be like is that why did she stop talking to me <laughs> I'll be like no but there might be other reasons <laughs> but like also. We're old, older. Life's change. Our paths go different ways. Like, you know, it's, it's not a, about race. It might be in some cases, but um, and it's it not, what it is and what it's not, it's not. It's know? exactly, and it's and it's not. It's not because it's about race. It might be because I'm. I need that time. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden, the whole world is now like what racism. And it's like oh my yeah, God. more than ever. We need it. Turn up Allyship. Like, listen, thank you. Great, cute. But also let me let me process. Cause yeah. I might have to process a relationship part that we must we might have held at yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, and they're coming in this from a space of they can walk in and they can walk out. Walk well, we out. are in it. In it. in it we have we have been in it yeah yeah and that that's i think is what i and in general i think white people just need to understand as they're engaging with their black friends mm-hmm. like even you white friend consider yourself in a conversation of yes. your black friends yes. like even you can do that and you probably don't even recognize it while you're like you know being an advocate for us and allying but then here you are <laughs> centering yourself yes and it's like well someone's gotta call you out like someone needs to call you in or out however the whatever the language is these days so it's Depending just on what your end goal is <laughs> what is your end goal like what it what are you is your end goal like, to, you know what i'm saying like exactly call out and you don't plan on having any sort of if i call you out as we real friends or we just like sometimes a response we call it we were uh requires a call out yes um and then when you want to nurture it's a call in yes but also if you friends if i've been friends with you for 15 20 years and you get upset because i call you out you want to end a friendship because <laughs> because nah. you're upset because i'm bringing something to your attention well yeah that's not a me thing. That is a you thing. Yes. Um, that you need to get get yourself together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it is. I feel like my mic is falling apart. <laughs> Keep hitting it. Then it like slowly but surely <laughs> as you were talking, <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> <think>. <laughs> It is. 
<laughs> this is why I have my trusty stand. Oh, back to the rescue. <laughs> that is amazing. It is like here. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna tap this. this no, no worries. <laughs> Like, that's funny just watched it slowly like i just realized at one point it was a lot oh i'm seeing it move is it moving now yeah that's funny this is max to the rescue, max to the rescue. i love so it funny. look at this look at you building and got teams and stuff teams <laughs> part of being part of being an entrepreneur you can't do it all on your own you do it all your own Oh my gosh. Look at this. Almost there. Almost, Almost there. there. This is what makes the podcast exciting too. I know. Everyone's, everyone's listening like, what is going on? If y'all don't know, Max had to come into where I was recording to um, literally fix the mic. So You're, you're getting the behind the scenes. Behind um, the exclusive scenes. sneak peek, sneak peek of what it is like. Um, right. Here we go. Oh, so I don't know how this is going to sound, Max, once we... <laughs> Okay, he's the sound engineer. He knows what's going on the other side of this wall. I don't. So, <laughs> it was a fun episode. <laughs> we're like, we are also not editing. <laughs> oh my god, I love everything that is happening. Right it's real. This is what I love about it. It's like this. This is what it looks like. Why? Why edit? Why? Why edit things out? Want things don't things things don't need to be perfect no, no one is perfect it doesn't i you know uh that's what i love about podcasts it's like ooh, i don't know what's happening but this this sounds great in my ear holes now <laughs> <laughs> good also super random from a conversation we had so we'll rewind and then fast forward back again do you listen to the wildly tarot podcast i do not okay i will I will. They um, have like they they I just I I enjoy their quirkiness. I love a good I love a good quirky. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh my god. I one I'm loving this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm like since I'm just like it's literally last time I saw you we were um we grabbed we grabbed at 11 1 11 at 11 11 11 11 i was like what is that place called yeah 11 11 i see it in my head it's 11 11 west loop michigan avenue yeah. uh-huh and roosevelt yep i see it uh, mm-hmm. it's a michigan joint wabash Wab- is it wabash state yeah it's wabash okay on the wabash right there yeah yeah that was who was that even last year? No, it wasn't because the world ended. It was definitely in 2019. It was definitely 2019 because I didn't even see the beginning really <laughs> of 2020 because I was sick. Yeah, oh, man. And then the world, as soon as I was getting better, the world shut down. <laughs> so I didn't really see much of the world before. <laughs> oh, <my>. Shut down. <laughs> that is. So I'm sorry. I lost the whole year. You, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, butts, and I do mean butts. Yeah. Uh, the the pandemic, no, like 
we were talking about how we were forced to kind of be with ourselves and things slowed down in a way that we haven't before. And I will say that slow down period really allowed me to build my foundation for my business in a way that I wouldn't have had time for because I would have been trying to go out to lunch and, and not to say it's a bad thing, but I would have been like, I need to see people and I need to do volleyball four times a week again. And I need to, uh, what else was I doing? Who knows? I was just like all over, I was doing writing uh, writing workshops with the Black uh, Writers Women's Group. Like I was just everywhere to where I came home and I slept and I'd get up and leave for 16 hours and then come back and do it all over again. So I didn't have time to sit and think. I remember, God, this had to been 2017. Okay. Maybe 2017. You had just gotten your LL. It was around the time you either gotten a, uh, an LLC. A DBA. Or a DBA. Yeah. And it was like still a, a thought in the brain. Yes. <laughs> and it hadn't like bloomed into fruition. Yeah. Um, but you had uh, Mahogany at the festival we were working at. Yeah. Um, there, that was actually, I think that was 2018. Cause I would think that was the last festival I worked. That you worked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was 2018. Um, and then, uh, but you had Mahogany. And then 2017, I was picking up my new sweatshirt for the festival and you were like getting your DBA and you're like, because mm -hmm. I was just coming up with my thoughts for my uh, business and we were just like shooting the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that's, that's, that's what's important. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, have I told, I told one other person this. So exclusive. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, along with these glasses that you Ball cannot see if you're listening new glasses, to this. And if you see this on the internet, uh, <laughs> we are both wearing very fly motherfucking glasses. Yes. <laughs> really it. But I just are cute. I saw you posted the IG. I said, but come on, girl, with the I like been a long time. It's been a long time lip. coming. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I actually just officially applied for my LLC on Sunday. So it was uh, a little over three years with the DBA, took some time, you know what I'm saying? Pulling things together and it's time for me to transition into the LLC world. So the next couple of weeks, Anyways, I'm going to be official. <laughs> is, I've been slowly working under contracts in consult. Yeah. And uh, I, it is getting to the point where I'm like, we might have to, make a shift here i'm scared but we don't do it anyway but we could we could be scared but you scared you can still leap and then your wings will appear oh do you it can leap and yo let me write this down you can leap just saying and you your wings will appear Birds world exclusive and your wings will appear i love that yes yes how, how, how do birds fly they just jump and they Listen, Heather has told us three gems. <laughs> grown ass women with grown ass woman with kid dreams might be my favorite one. Reclaim your reclaim your creative joy, and you can leap, and your wings will appear. Just saying, you have to do it Those that's I'm receiving all of that. I'm yeah. Truly. I mean, like, go back to, to your entire life, right? When we learned a new skill. Mm. We learned how to ride a bike. We were scared. Probably a little excited, too. 
but we were scared and we learned how to do it hopefully you know what i'm saying for some people equilibrium didn't work out for them but you know <laughs> I mean, most people learned um well, learn how to swim uh you know just had to kind of get in there and do it like all the things that we've had to do have required us to like do it scared mm. and then coming out the other end and like rejoice and say i did it like yes yes i have this theory one of my uh, personal theories and one of the things that i talk about because like i believe in joy and mm-hmm. i don't i don't believe i not only believe in joy but i believe in authentic joy and i think those two are separate and i've said this on another episode um but i do believe that to get there you there's a, a level of a fear that has to that has to appear so mm. i totally Ooh. agree great with you like there is a level of fear that comes to getting uh to joy you have to like you know maybe one day i'll put all my writings and essays out that there's a fear yeah but i know there's there's a there's a potential authenticness and joy that will come out of that yeah um and And that joy makes the fear makes the joy sweeter yes yes and it makes you um, reflect and and sit in that and say, wow, if I didn't do this, this, my dad told me once, <clears throat> I got to keep doubt out of my heart. And mm-hmm. when he, there was like this vision of like doubt in my heart. And I remember thinking, oh, we, that's, I don't want it. I don't want that there. That's a place for love. That's a place for like, hugs. keep it. I don't want it. I don't, we, uh-uh. You need to go doubt. <laughs> we don't, we can't. Man. He told me that, and I keep that with me now for, mm. so for, I mean, he told me that almost three years ago, because I was unemployed and shit. Oh, but, right, um, yeah. I was going through a rough time, Yeah. and um, and he, that's what he told me, and it, it was like, I finally was like, I'm going to just hang on to this little sliver of hope, because <laughs> like, we, I don't want doubt there. That sounds, that's just like um, Langston Hughes when he says, uh, how's it a dream deferred is a shrivel up like a, a, as a fester, like a sore. Hmm. And so like that mm-hmm. thought of a festering sore. That's what, that's what, and if you hold on to that thought, right, that's what is going to lead you for it. When you could shift your mindset to think about something different and it's not, it's not easy. Right, no, no, like no. I'd rather think of a uh, oh, lilies are my favorite flowers. So like I'd rather think of a lily blooming versus mm. a festering sore. Festering sore, like oh, or right. doubt. Yeah, <laughs> and places that they don't need to be at. Like let me yeah. go onto the lily pads. Mm-hmm. And like shifting. Yeah, shifting how you think about it. Like when that doubt creeps in. All right, how can we like mm-hmm. play something over that so that it's more positive yes um, because your mind is going to follow what you think your mind is going to follow what you say Mm -hmm. how do we cope how do we move Mm -hmm. how do we start to veer that that ship to the land of joy yes but i don't know what you do well i don't know how you're gonna get there (laughs) but like you will know how you need to get there hopefully and if you don't well then let's work on that let's figure out what makes you happy and in that happiness, what can you, what, what can you be consistent of? I yeah. think people are like, <clears throat> to be happy means it has to be like this, this like invigorating thing, man, just making a cup of coffee can make you happy. Yo, I'm so simple. It's ridiculous. Like give me an ice cream cone, happiest person. Give me a balloon. Give me some bubbles. Give me a sucker. 
and I will melt into a three-year-old me that is the happiest kid ever. Yes. It's so simple. Simple, simplest things. Because I think in order to like succeed, joy or happiness, and not the only thing, but one of the things is the consistency on the things that make you happy and can you be consistent with them? Yeah. So start them off simple. So if you enjoy a French press, like that literally brings you the most happiness do and it. sitting on the deck, that's a very simple act you can do. Yes. To, to invigorate your endorphins, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but people are, think that has to be this like grandiose. No. <laughs> like, start small. You can get to the grandiose idea. You can yeah. get to... But like little things. That's one of my favorite songs actually by Indy Irie is little things. <sighs> give me a good tire. Give me a bright star. Give me some good news. Give me some cute shoes. Give me a letter. Give me Savannah. Give me a peace of mind. Like all of the, the small things. Yes. Yeah. Take me back to college when her album came out. Ooh. <sighs> it's one of it's one of my favorite albums. Just uh beautiful. Well, Heather, I you know, <laughs> I don't know. This is gonna be something else when it's done. <laughs> but like, we 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 went some places. We went some places. We we eventually came back. We did. <laughs> but I don't expect anything less than with the podcast name Tom Fuller Shenanigans. I don't expect no. it. I expect it to go. No where our hearts and our minds take us honestly and um i'm just i haven't seen you in so long so i'm really glad this was our time to be in space in the shared community and fellowship just like this is great and this is powerful and i just i just love you so much oh i i it's amazing how how excited i get to see people in this way like even though i'm tired of the zoom yeah it's like it's being with the right people mm-hmm. that you forget. They're like, I forgot that I was sitting here looking at Zoom for <laughs> the past hour and a half. Like no part of me was like, oh, I'm tired of looking at the screen. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's refreshing to to be in the same space. Um and you've 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 come through and like you'll send me messages sometimes. I don't even know I need that will just be like, keep going, or I see you, or like, and I'm just like yes i didn't know i needed that today and i got it and so i i super appreciate you like we we met in one way and then it's kind of it's grown into something else where we are checking in on each other and and growing in ways and supporting one another so yes well i I thank you you. (laughs) i support you in all all your journeys and uh and what all of them whatever which whatever which whatever happens we just whatever happens i support you um so what i do is i like to end my show with a three 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 i don't want to call them simple because these are like in-depth things if you really want them to be but i like to end my show and i ask my guests what do you want to start what do you want to stop and what do you want to continue and they don't have to be in that order cool because i'm still trying to think of one (laughs) um and i think this the conversation really helped to like inform me um and i was already starting to think of some of the things so one of the things that i want to start doing on a regular basis not just like start and like okay i started it and it's not ongoing i want to start yoga Mm. and then continue that because i do it but i like it's 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 every now and then um so continue doing yoga um, on a regular basis 
and I'm gonna cheat. I also want to start singing in public. I'm gonna put that out there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see how that one goes. <laughs> I I want to. I want to say stop fear. Mm. And that and that means I'm still trying to figure out what that means, but that is definitely what's coming into my mind. Like, stop, stop allowing fear to control me Mm. or, or stop me from moving forward. Mm. Um, Even though I just gave you that advice, like there are times where I I don't even realize fear is playing a part um, or how much, how much um, there are like subsets of fear. So like imposter syndrome is a, a set of fear. Um, and that was something that I didn't even realize. And I thought I had gotten over one set of my imposter syndrome, which I did. And then lo and behold, there was another set that was just, you know, waiting for me to pay attention to. So s- stop allowing fear to, to control or dictate my future. And then continue doing uh, would be leaning into my my Oracle cards and, and my tarot cards and allowing that to informs not the right word but allowing them to guide me in a way that's not something that's looming over me and I feel like I have to get it but just allow it to be in the back of my mind um and revisit it every day so that it's helping me yeah to move forward I love them (laughs) you so much for sharing their vulnerability with me today and just yeah. be open and kiki and you know <laughs> all the things that is going on where can the world find you other than buying your back your back buying my back buying your book <laughs> on um from jeff bezos's closet we love mahogany a love letter to black other than y'all go buy that where else can they find you yes for sure um so i'm on instagram and facebook and you can find me at at bluebirds world and it's spelled b-l-u-b-y-r-d-s-w-o-r-l-d um so blue birds world and both Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find me at birdsworld.com on my new revamped website. Um, and that's bird with a Y. Mm-hmm. And uh, if folks have questions for me, uh, you know, emailing me, info at birdsworld.com. I don't bite hard um, or DM me. I, I respond. Um, it is me. I had someone go like, is this your assistant or is this Heather? I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm answering. Um, but I have a lot of exciting things coming up that I'm, I'm, I can't wait to share with folks. Um, can you share now? Yeah, be, what's happening? What's coming I, up? I can't. So two things that, that are, that are on the plate right now. And so, um, I don't know if you know this, um, but I'm actually a three-time award-winning writer and producer oh. of, <laughs> We didn't even talk about her story. We didn't talk about her story. Oh, we history. didn't talk about her story. Yes, I. Um, that that was one of the most amazing experiences in the pandemic of having to shift and pivot hard because um, it was supposed to be in person, and we ended up um, filming it. And so it won um, the Fringe Meister Award at the St. Louis Fringe Festival. 
And so that show is actually up until the end of this month. So if you're trying to figure out a way to uh, spend your dollars uh, and support uh, Black business, a, a woman-owned you know, production, her story of history is definitely the way to go. Um, it'll be up until the end of this month and you can find it at stlouisfringe.com. Um, and I'm super excited because I'm launching my first online course. Yes. That's called Learn to Fly, How to Rise in Your Creative Badassery in Six Weeks. And so we will be kicking that off in April. And it's so fun that you were talking about fear. And, you know, we started talking a lot about mindset. And here is the space where I help writers and, and new um, poets really get out of their heads and onto the page. Whatever is blocking them from being able to get from here to the page us working through that um, creative mindset piece and that in that writer's block piece to really develop a solid writing routine that's free of fear so that they can live in their creative joy like that that is what I am about is living in your creative joy yeah I just briefly briefly need you to give us what is her story about because I remember when you were writing the draft of this <laughs> oh Actually, I remember this could have been your second draft. This was like 20, I think I met you in like 2016, 2017. It's, it has shifted a lot. Tell the people about this beautiful. For sure. For sure. So who, her story of history is, is an ever evolving, has been an ever evolving show um, that we have toured with. And it's, I do it with my partner in rhyme, Greg Jeffroy, shout out to Greg. Um, who we just do a lot of amazing work together. And um, this particular piece wasn't the original piece that we were going to do, um, but then May 2020 hit. <laughs> and the world was literally on fire and we realized we needed to continue this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this show in itself is really um, our refuge in renaming our worth and um, wrapping different poetic pieces around our scars. And so we take a look at um, our names. We take a look at our hair. We take a look at um, police brutality. We take a look at, oh, the ending piece, (laughs) y'all. The ending piece for me um, is still untitled, um, but there's a line in there that goes, I believe in fire. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's in direct relation to the incidents that took place in May 2020 um, and people's lack of of knowledge around why those things happened. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other pieces that are in there. Um, Greg has an amazing piece called Milk Carton that's in there. He has another piece called Eclipse. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's so beautiful. And Shout out to, to Kyle Niemer um, and Mallory Ravenell and Backstrom for being our director and producer in that because I, I would not have been able to do that without them. Um, mm. It's just a beautiful piece of work and it, it, it's, it's continuing the conversation around uh, what does it look like to be a black body in our existence in America. Yeah. Beautiful. And you can see bits and pieces of it on, on, on Facebook. I mean, I've seen them uh the video yeah there's a there's a whole trailer for it so um if you go to my website you can definitely see the trailer there um if you go to youtube the trailer is up if you type in her story of history 
um, and type in Heather Bird, it'll definitely come up. Um, but the whole show is up until the end of March. Yes, yes. So you can catch that at stlouisfringe.com. So listeners, uh, depending on when Heather's episode gets out in the world, <laughs> um, you may miss this, but it doesn't mean you will miss Heather. Um, so you have opportunities to watch her fly. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and spread her wings yes. on the IG and the Facebook. Yes. And other places. Take her class. Let me tell you, she is the real deal. She <laughs> is the real deal. Oh, she has kiss. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. She's like I said, listen. I uh, mean, if this comes out also after, you know, the, the streaming, there's also opportunities for me to do the show. Um, yes. I'm telling with you. With folks, are, bring me out. You know what I'm saying? We can go to campuses. Like we have a whole workshop set up for this talk back situation yes I, that's that's what i was about to say is like there's an opportunity to bring this show to you yeah and um any and i also like if any theater people are like listening and want to like want a show to um bring on to their season um as a new playwright or um a different energy y'all need to hit up my girl uh because this piece <laughs> is like uh, mm, uh. Yeah, all, all, all of that that just happened. All of that. All, all of the sounds. Sometimes you just can't summon up in words. Oh, I don't have words. Sound. <laughs> That's all I got. Mwah. Oh my gosh. I freaking love you. And um, I am so glad I get to call you a friend. I get to call you a colleague. I get to call you um, someone to share energy and space with an entity on this beautiful plane hmm. um i'm glad to call you a sister i like i'm just glad <laughs> i get to be smiling with you yes for sure like the sides of my head hurt like right behind my ear because i've been laughing and smiling so hard but it, like i'm okay with it because it's it's because of the joy yes i it's love the it. joy and i can't wait until the world opens up and i can finally see you perform live this, this is on my list of things to do. Want, I'm just yeah, throw this, this out there. This little, thank you. I, I got really nervous when you said that. <laughs> I heard the exhale was real. It was like, I was like, I'm like oh, oh, wait. It's like, that's not tomorrow. You that's have time. Tomorrow, I got time. Um, oh, yeah. I just came to see people and hug them again. Especially yeah. Yeah. Um, what the hell? Okay. Well, <laughs> what is happening? It's past her bedtime, y'all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for coming, for coming like this. Folks here, Lord, I need to find an exit. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you for my guest, Heather Bird Roberts. <laughs> for coming on and speaking some truth and giving us some feels and holding space and being in space with me. Um, if you wanna, you know, what we say here in the world, like subscribe and uh, leave some comments uh, in the comments. What was it? What happens? Anyway, you can like, tell me if you like the show or not. <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a comment. Like, you know say. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe. Uh, leave some comments. Tell me how crazy we are. And um, I love black people. <laughs> I love
love us. I love, I love people. I love black people and I love people. And if you know me in real life, you know, for real, for reals. I love the energy that people bring into my life. And I love the energy that Heather has brought into my life today. Um, thank you all. This is a, we are concluding with the time fools <laughs> and the shenanigans. I am just V. I'm your girl, just V. It is true. And who do I have? I'm going to say to my left because that's what is in my Zoom land. And you are, who are you? What's your name? Oh, I'm to your left? Because <laughs> you below me, so I don't know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it again, do it again, do it again. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> we are coming to the, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Top Foolish Shenanigans. It is me, it's your homegirl, Jess V, and I have... Had the bird, Roberts. <laughs> I was waiting on the left. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we have Heather Bird Roberts. Oh, my gosh. Thank you all. Bye. Peace, y'all. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Time for re shenanigans is brought to you by tightrope recordings and music by charles self says van